UFOs and flying saucers and ETs and government conspiracies, but I've seen none of the above. If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles, lose my little mind. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to another episode of X Files Talk X Files. The only podcast that spends most of its time standing around shouting exposition at people. <laughs> that was the snarkier of two options, perhaps. <laughs> Whether it was the funniest or not, I'm not sure, but that's the one we're going to go with. Hello everybody, uh, I'm David Harwood, and joining me today uh, from xfiles.news, I have Kava, Trish, and Jessa, who has shoehorned her way back in after <laughs> that emotional goodbye we had last week. Abandoned. <laughs> yeah, no choice. So, uh, thank you all three of you for being here. Thank you. And, thank uh, you for inviting us. We're here to do the last episode of the season 10. No, this is sad. My struggle too. Yeah, it is a struggle. The <laughs> struggle is real. So just to just to sort of give some context to all of the listeners, um, I'm going to say that we have Kava over in the shipper corner. Yep. We have <laughs> Jessa and Trish over in the science corner. <laughs> yep. And I'm just kind of over here wandering between between the two other corners going, well, it's not as bad as the mythology in season eight and nine. Can I be in the, I like the myth arc, but what the hell was this corner? <laughs> I can just like, in the blue corner, we got Kava, we got Kava going for the shipper, and in the red corner, we got two signs yeah. going. And David's <laughs> over in the wine cellar. <laughs> And David's in the this is bullshit corner. Okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> in the ding, corner. David can be like the third of a referee. So. Yeah. And, and last week we were all saying, well, Babylon was quite a divisive episode, wasn't it? Gosh. <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say a lot of co-workers of mine liked it. So. Liked Babylon? Both Babylon and um, this episode because... You know, I was asking them about it, and they're like, no, it kept me on edge. And they seem to be okay with a two-year cliffhanger. Man, I'm totally okay with a two-year. I'm, I'm okay with a five-year cliffhanger. Mm, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll, we will get, okay we will get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that. Okay, <laughs> let, sorry, let, sorry. Let, <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, if you only knew the struggles we've had getting Skype working today, so the amount of times yeah. we've started conversations, <laughs> gone, no, it no, no, we've got to wait struggle. until we're recording. Right? <laughs> It's our struggle, too. Our Get it? As well, too. So, okay. Uh-huh. We're going to get into the episode discussion. <laughs> First up, we have a listener question. Okay? Um, and this week, uh, this listener question is from Patty Sanford. And um, have to give huge, huge thank you to Patty for two reasons, um, in addition to sending in a question. Um, Patty actually sent us a very nice email last week, um, or after last week's episode, rather the Babylon podcast. She listened to our podcast. Uh, well, rather, she watched Babylon, hated it, listened to our podcast, went back and rewatched it, and the email wasn't clear whether she actually appreciated it anymore, but it seemed like she had reevaluated it a little bit after listening to our podcast, which is a good thing, and that actually has inspired her question. Uh, but she actually also went on to X-Files Talk, xfiles.com, and she sent us a, a very nice donation, which will help to fund keeping these files online so that people can download them. So hopefully we can keep them all online um, up until season 11, if and when it happens. 
this podcast will still be floating out there in the ether. So thank you, Patty, for helping us to do that. Yeah, thank you, Patty. Thank you. That's really good. Thank you. Awesome. So Patty's question is, um, on the back of her going back and reevaluating Babylon, which episode of the show or episodes have you most changed your mind about? Who or what made you change your mind? So, Kava, I'm going to throw this one to you first. Okay. Um, I sort of a two-parter. Um, from the original series, uh, Pine Bluff Variant, that's one I changed my mind about. Um, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is interesting, but not super suspenseful or anything. And then as we were going through the rewatch uh, this time around, a lot of people were talking about how it was one of their, you know, their favorite episodes and thought it was really well done. And I sort of watched it, I guess, maybe with, you know, paid a little more attention to it than I had the last time um, and found myself enjoying it a lot more than the the first time I'd seen it. So that was good. Uh, and the other one from the revival that I changed my mind about was Wear Monster. Um, and I, I enjoyed it the first time, but after I'd seen it, I was kind of disappointed because it felt like such a parody to me. And I was like, oh, you know, we only get six and yeah, this is fun, but I don't know if I want to be making fun of the characters in a way when we only have such little time with them. And then I saw Babylon and then I was like, Oh yeah, Wear Monster. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> well, at least you got something out of Babylon. I know you weren't a yeah. fan of that one. <laughs> nice. Trish, yeah. how about you? Um, I was trying to look back and see if there was anything from the old X-Files that I had changed my mind about. But as I was looking through the episode list, I just kept going through and, you know, like I, I still love, I still really love the ones I really loved back then. And I still hate Fight Club. <laughs> and I, I just, I, the one thing that I could get to was maybe I want to believe because when I went to see, I want to believe I saw it in theaters and I had been like outside the X-Files work for a while and I was, I, I didn't know anything about the movie. All I knew was that the X-Files was coming back as a movie. So I was expecting mythology. I was expecting aliens. I was expecting all of that good stuff. And when I got to the theater, it was a dude who had a dog and nothing else. And I was like, well, this is bullshit. So I kind of hated I Want to Believe the first time around. But because of all the shippy scenes, I kept going back. So I was like, I have to watch this again because it was great. You know, like the shippy scenes, the bad scene and all that. It was so great. And the more I watched it, the more I actually do love I Want to Believe. Like, like today, I can tell you without a doubt that I actually love that movie. And I think that um, what maybe changed my mind was just like, I had to keep going back to watch it. And if it hadn't been for the shippy stuff, I don't think I would have because I hated it the first time around. And um, for the... For the revival, like, definitely my struggle, too, because the first time I watched this episode, I was talking to Jessa, and I was ready to, like, diss this and trash it. And then we talked to Anne, and, like, it completely changed my mind. It was, like, uh, 180. Completely changed my mind about the episode. And I, I think I've watched, like, six more times after that, and I love that episode now. So. We'll get into that shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Jessa, how about you? Um, you know, I think that one of the my first podcast here was involving Dodcom, and when I rewatched it for this podcast, I hadn't seen it in years. Um, it was a lot better episode than I originally thought, and um, same with 
uh, Kiva, I did the, uh, or Kiva, sorry, um, Pine Bluff variant. Holy moly. Um, that was, I didn't think it was a special episode, and then I rewatched it, and now I'm in love with it. It's in my top five, so. Okay. That's pretty much it. Well, as everybody knows, um, we had a very heated conversation on this podcast <laughs> when it came to Milagro. <laughs> I still fucking hate that episode, but I thought <laughs> I would throw that in there. <laughs> The two the two episodes that uh, that I sort of that sort of struck me when I read this question um, was Christmas Carol, which I never disliked, but it never really resonated with me until I watched it for this most recent rewatch and just sort of thinking. And I think you know, going in watching it the first time, I kind of knew that Emily was her child anyway from thanks to the magazine or something. But watching it this time around, I was trying to watch every episode as if I was there at the beginning and watching it live before not knowing anything about it and stuff. And it just seemed like that was a really sort of powerful cliffhanger that it sort of ended on that realization that this whole episode, she'd been driven by it because she thought it was maybe her sister's child. And then to realize it was actually her own child, huge, huge deal, you know, in terms of the mythology and her personal story and everything. But the episode that has really struck me and has really struck a chord with me is having a lot more weight than I ever, ever gave it previously, is Dreamland 2. And mm. I've mentioned this on here before, but that scene <laughs> in the bar at the end where Morris Fletcher is in Mulder's body and he sees his wife crying across the bar and he yeah. realises what a asshole of a husband he has been <laughs> and how he's really hurt this woman that he vowed to spend the rest of his life with. Something about that scene... You know, and he goes over to her and he talks to her and stuff. Something like that scene just sort of really hit me in a really powerful way. And it's a whole different side to Morris Fletcher than we have ever seen. And the sad thing is at the end of that episode, he goes right back to where he was before. And then, you know, yeah. the next time we see him in the X-Files, well, two times later we see him in the X-Files, he's, you know, sailing around in the Bahamas or somewhere with um, some girl in a bikini. Oh, girl. Hits on Scully too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm that Dreamline Two. I think is probably the one that I would go with. That just that emotional punch that it has in there. Totally different way of viewing that whole storyline, and especially since Morris Fletcher came back in Lone Gunman and and later on a couple of episodes of the X Files as well. So yeah, that's my answer. Uh, I did promise on last week's show that if you send us some listener questions, um, we will get through all of them. We will answer all of them. I have Avi and Tiffany on with on the podcast with me next week. So if you send us in any questions by Facebook, Twitter, or you go to X-Files, talkxfiles.com, get your questions in by midnight Wednesday Pacific time, and I promise that we will answer every single one of them on next <laughs> week's show. Um, we already have questions from Robin, Bobby, Simon, Andrew, and David. So if you want to join them, please get your questions in. We will get them all answered. Uh, now on to the episode discussion, <laughs> My Struggle 2. And I'm, I'm just going to talk very, very briefly, and then I'm going to throw this open because uh, these girls have been very, very patient keeping their mouths quiet <laughs> until we got to this part and I know everybody has a lot to say so um, basically I'm just going to say that 
my first watch of this episode, I was okay with it. I thought it was kind of on a par of one son. It kind of had that whole frantic kind of end of the world energy. I did the rewatch and I was kind of bored to tears. Um, I, I think it's kind of on a par actually with the mythology of season eight and nine, which listeners to this podcast know I was not that enthusiastic about. Um, and maybe on retros- in retrospect, you know, I kind of went into watching this episode and had fairly low expectations, so maybe that's why I'm saying low expectations because it was a mythology and I've come to have low expectations, the X-Files mythology. Um, so yeah, let, let's let's throw it open. If you hear those pings going on in the background, it's because we're trying to get Kai into this conversation as well. <laughs> So wait, David. So did you not? Because I, I was just, I just listened to all of the other podcasts this week, right? And um, did you not like the mythology? What they did to the mythology now in the survival? I was I was very interested with what they were setting up in my struggle one. Okay. Um, I I realize it's not a great episode because like this one, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I realize that you know. Like this episode, they were very, very pressed for time. Um, yeah, this episode, and they was they tried to cram they tried fresh. to cram a lot in. So it that's a problem with both my struggle one and my struggle two. Yeah, I was very interested with my struggle one where they were going. I was actually really excited. And I kind of, I think I even tweeted when I watched the episode live, the whole idea of there's going to be an alien invasion, except it's not really. It's just going to be humans uh, masquerading as an alien invasion i thought you know that's just such an awesome idea and it could be the start of a whole new tv show on its own okay. little did i know it was the start of a whole new <laughs> tv show on its own see i didn't like that when i watched my struggle one i i hated that idea i thought that I, if that was going to be it i felt like how because then yeah, I, I look back and I was like how are you going to explain all that alien stuff you can't like, no, this, you can't it makes no sense this is not right I, and, I went like, back and forth and I... that is still like my issue with this mythology this time right. around like even though I have good things to say about my struggle too like I'm still pretty pissed about that how I do you don't get like, rid of all the, I think the aliens a... that we saw what? in I the black whale really, in the gestation exactly uh, like and the green like no no right. no 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 the hybrids and, and and that makes me you know and, and that the the character of Tad O'Malley like no like how I, d- I didn't like that character at all first of all he was uh kind of miscast I felt I don't like that actor he doesn't I don't think he does anything for me but like he just starts he just comes around they've never heard of this guy before Mulder calls him a jackass and then all of a sudden he's like he believes everything this guy says it took him so long to believe all the shit that michael Krichkow was saying back yeah. at the end of uh, at the beginning of season five and then like this guy just drops like one line and then he believes everything See, like, that's no. the biggest problem for me with both of these oh, mythology episodes right? is just it's just shoddy storytelling in both no. of them because yeah. my struggle one you know Mulder has been in that house since what two thousand and Eight? Before 2008. 2008? You know. So, since we last saw him in I Want to Believe, I'm assuming that he's been sitting behind a computer, he's been researching 
all of this stuff. My Struggle 1 should have hit the ground running with him kind of on this new mythology angle, you know? It shouldn't have been about him yeah. meeting some guy who we never see again in the shadows who's been not really drip-feeding him yeah, information. Yeah, I like that guy, though. Shut I up. Like that guy. <laughs> I, I liked the old man. I didn't like Ted O'Malley. I think we could have gone without Ted O'Malley and just gone with that old man and like that. Because, you know, he said that he, he he met him like 10 years ago and he's been talking to this guy for like 10 years. So why so, so why is it taking 10 years for this guy he, to like nod or shake his head? Right. It, it should have been, Lola should have been on this path already. If we'd hit the ground running, I think it would have been much better. But, you know, we, we, can't, we can't discuss that a little bit. My struggle to... Yeah it's got the same sort of storytelling problems, you know? It's yeah. There's at least two flashback sequences which could have been handled much more effectively. And, you know, my big problem with the episode is just the cliffhanger which comes out of nowhere. I No problem with a cliffhanger whatsoever. I kind of expected it. And, you yeah, know, well, I think, I think, I think it was kind though. of public knowledge that it was going to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's just the fact that the whole episode was about this virus and then we can't end on a cliffhanger with, okay, is Mulder going to die? What's going to happen with the whole rest of the world that's infected? <laughs> Suddenly a UFO just shows up out of nowhere because they have some excess special effects budget. They have to blow on something. Yeah. And it See, just kind of thing. came out of left field for me. Yeah, it's because I think it's if they had done this over three episodes. And it, I don't want to say like... It, it, to slow it down and explain things, but just like show us a little bit more than what they did now, because that's what it, it, that's what what I was having trouble with the science before we we talked to Anne Simon about it, because they were so rushed and there is so like you're giving so much information all at once, and they didn't really. I, I'm sorry to say this, but like Chris Carter did not explain all the science very well. well no, I, I, I feel kind of funny and saying that you know these two mythology episodes are kind of lackluster in the same way as season eight and nine because they're not. It's totally different. Yeah. Um, nothing important happened today. One and two. Fuck oh. all happens, and it takes two hours to do so. Yeah, yeah. And these two, and you have a lot, lot of stuff crammed into an hour. And the, the thing that I, I keep going back to is why did we need to see all of the, the science? Like, I don't really care. You know, it's, it's interesting. And yeah, but I just, I feel like that was better done in the Redux Redux 2 arc, you know, where Scully's doing the, the Southern blot or whatever it was. Forgive me. I am not a scientist, um, but I just, yeah. I feel like it was handled better there where you get a better mix of, because to me, there's not an, a whole lot of drama of two people bouncing around in a lab. You know, it's it's interesting, but not enough to. Well, you yeah, know. there was. I mean, and they were going in and out and stuff. I mean, I was. I, I thought of the episode Drive, where she's you know quarantined herself in the lab until she knows what's yeah. going on. Right. And she's having the conversation with the paper, with her cell phone number held up against the window, so she can talk to the cop. This one, she's just coming in and out and stuff amongst all these people infected with the anthrax or killer flu or whatever it right. is. Yeah. And, well, I think this is the, the. I think the reason they were going the what they were going for here was they wanted to explain how Scully got alien DNA, right? So I think that they and this is why this should have been a two or three parter because they needed to explain a lot more than they just did, and then and they could have skipped a few things out like 
of the first gel that she ran, like maybe they could have left that out and just, there's a lot of things that they could have just talked about and not, and explained it better. Right. But they didn't. And that's not Anne's fault, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, okay. Hey, um, she had story by know, credit. Man, you get the writer credit for a reason, just throwing that out there. And I mean, absolutely no disrespect to Anne Simon whatsoever, but I just... I don't know. I think the intent was good. I really do. You can see where they're trying to go, but the execution just doesn't work. And I can't quite reconcile this new myth arc and try to to just forget everything that we'd seen before as far as, you know, the, the black oil and the human yeah, no, and the, exactly. the you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me to completely erase all that and be like, oh, no, it was the CSM and his master plan to take over the world all along. Like, then what, what what about the faceless rebels and the and the bounty hunter and the like just no <laughs> but I, I don't know like i don't know where i would like to say that else, but this, they could they could still explain all of this stuff that's what i'm saying i think we and then can't we, say anything really yeah we can't say anything until we see what happens next right because by all means this you know they're all saying that this is all this bullshit that Tad O'Malley is talking about, but it may not be true. It may all be a lie, and it, this just might be aliens all along, right? The beginning, so like, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's my case. problem. That's one of my problems is that a lot of the stuff that I've read about. I mean, I don't hate this episode. I mean, like I said, I went in with low expectations. You know, yeah. it was fine. You know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. The mythology. I'm more interested. So let's get some more standalone episodes at this point. But there's been a lot of people sort of saying, well, and defending this episode, saying, well, you don't know what they're going to do next, what the, where they're going to go with this. And we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to have a cliffhanger that, that swings on what they decide to do with this next. It should be a cliffhanger based off of actual tension as to what's gone on there, you know? I mean, the, the tension should come from the fact that all of these people are dying and how are they going to survive? It shouldn't be tension based on well where are they going to take this you know right. and um, Tiffany and Garrett sent me um, a rather long audio clip this week so I'm not going to play it out but basically <laughs> asking you know how is anybody still alive after this how can they mass produce a vaccine to save everybody before they die okay. <laughs> and, okay, and, so and, this and is I, how we can explain before you answer before you answer I just yeah. should um, say on Garrett's behalf he stressed that he's not mad he's just concerned Okay, okay, so this is how <laughs> we can explain chime in it. something here real and, quick, too. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, just to say that the, the other problem with, you know, how we say it's the tension comes from, well, what are they going to do with this? The problem I have with that is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the episode, the uh, interviews, excuse me, that I've, I've read from Chris is that they don't know either. And, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe, you know, that you guys have discussed this with Anne, maybe you, you know more than I do, but I just, I got this, this sort of impression that he just, you know, he wasn't entirely certain where he wanted to take this either, and that has me a little worried. But anyway, on with the science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is, this is how we can explain about this vaccine that Scully develops at the end of the episode, though. Like, um, most people are talking, they, they were complaining a lot about how, um, okay, so you, you have to explain a little bit about the, the science with her DNA before. So, like, she... Um, Back in 1796, when the smallpox <laughs> yeah. vaccination was first yes. used. Um, so, like, everybody has... Everybody who's, like, sick, they... The, the reason why they're sick is because something is, happen, is happening to 
the immune system um, response gene that is not active for some reason because of the uh, the Spartan virus that is messing it up. So what Scully actually develops, and this is this is where a lot of people are going wrong about this. Like they're thinking that the vaccine is going to cure and like add whatever was missing to those genes to fix the cells and like, get everybody back. No, like you can't do that. This is what what the vaccine is actually going to do is it's going to get to the cells that are still okay and make it not that the that the Spartan virus will destroy that gene and make the people lose their immune system response. So like what it, it basically are they going to do is like give them a booster shot and boost up their immune system so that they can fight off whatever the disease they're getting from whatever vaccine they were vaccinated back then because that's how they got the disease. But in Mulder's case, he's way too far gone and that won't help. So like basically all of his cells are fucked up and he like the vaccine won't do anything for him. But most people who are not that sick, like Mulder is the one that's like really bad. I mean, it is, is like gone. It's, it's supposed to be known that he, or noticeable that he's sicker than everyone yeah. else. Yeah, so like that's what... That's important. Okay. So that's the thing that Why is he sicker than to... anyone else? Well, I'm... that's what okay, we can so that, speculate. Yeah. I say black oil. I'm just yeah, throwing out there. I'm saying Tunguska. Doesn't he have alien DNA in him anyway? Because the whole was, biogenesis yeah, storyline? He does. Everyone. I don't know that, though. Everyone like, could. <laughs> Didn't Which, Einstein like, say everyone had it? No, this, this could be, like, okay, so, like, old, older people are going to be sicker than most people, too, because they have low, they have weaker immune systems. But, you know, like, you can only speculate as what's making Mulder sicker. It could just be something because of the, of, because he was exposed to black oil back then, or it well, could be, you know, like, the, the brain surgery he had because back when CSM was trying to do stuff to him. So, like, we don't know. We get it. But it's it's the one thing that we do know is that it is obvious that he's a lot sicker than everybody else. Right. And, and that, that he caught why. it from Fowley. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Monica Reyes. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to, we'll get to the whole Reyes stuff. I'm okay, sure. Sorry. So back to that as well. Okay, so like so Scully's alien DNA apparently comes from her first abduction, but she was also exposed to the black oil and got the vaccine. Just okay, like okay, so that's another thing too. Like we don't know that either. We 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 do know. Okay, so back in Erlenmeyer Flask, what they find out is that they there's like they find these viruses that have these extra nucleotides that are not known anywhere on nature, right? So, like, it's alien. They, they find out that there's alien nucleotides in those tiles. So you jump to Redux, and she's running those tests because they found the same cells back in those ice core samples that Mulder, was, that Mulder found in those alien bodies in Canada. So there, what she does is she runs a test comparing her own blood to that sample and she finds out that whatever that virus has is in her as well but she doesn't know where it's coming from it could have been from the chip that's on the back of her neck it could have been because it, it, like Anne told us you know like she she made a point of pointing out to us that like how many times has Kelly been abducted so like she could have gone she could have gotten so many things 
into her body that we don't know of that she doesn't know of. So she she could have gotten alien DNA from a lot of things. I just like feel like it was pretty heavily implied that that's where that it did come from that from, from the test that she underwent in that first abduction. And the other thing I think oh, yeah, is that I they're also that. forgetting about you know Mulder's arc in biogenesis and then again with his own abduction and how he you know, was almost a super soldier until they, they'd taken out some of that other virus. So there's so many things at play. But that could have, you know, it, 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 I see where you're coming from though, but like whatever they did to Scully, it changed her at the DNA level. So that's how she has alien DNA and like, so, because, so like what, whatever I, she has could be different than whatever Monica Reyes has in CSM has. Has. Like, and whatever, whatever Gibson they, has. and whatever Gibson has, definitely for sure. So um, maybe Mulder being exposed to all those things, like it didn't change anything at the DNA level. Because the reason why she has, she she claims to to have alien DNA is because she has like these extra nucleotides. Like she actually found in the beginning of My Struggle One, she sequences her entire genome and. This is the very first time she does that. So this is when she finds out that she actually has alien, like some anomaly in her DNA. And you jump to my struggle too. And like she's going about this in her mind, thinking about all these alien nucleotides that they found in Erlenmeyer flask and the tests that she ran in Redux. So when she gets to my struggle too, and she's running all those tests and she she's thinking you know like that goes to her mind she's like I, I maybe I have those nucleotides in my DNA so that's why she decides to run the test and then later on in the episode I think she says she finds that she's like I saw it it was in chromosome 17 but it's not actually okay so this is the thing that they don't really explain it's not actually in her DNA strand so like her DNA strand is what codes for every trait in her body and like everybody else's body every protein and every gene expression it's all in the double-stranded dna that you find it in every cell in every white blood cell in your body but what she actually has that is alien like her dna is normal is a human like everybody else's dna what she actually has that that's alien is these little nucleotides that are floating around her cells that will make alien proteins so that's why like they they are their dna they're that's why she says she's she's got alien dna because they make up a sequence of um dna that will code later for a protein so that's what she actually has and then i feel like they should have explained that because they didn't and that's how so like maybe she well like they we, put those nucleotides in through whatever they through whatever test they did back in whenever she was abducted, or maybe it came from the alien technology and the chip that got on the back of her neck. I just know. thought it was sort of weird that they she even played it off as being so surprised in my struggle one because we'd talked about this before, like that you know the testing and stuff. I feel like that came up again in the you know the the end of the cancer arc, you know when she found the. The anomalies then, and I yeah, was but she found like, anomalies. She, she she didn't really like what she found back in Redux was that something in her cells was hybridized with the viral, 
uh, the viral DNA that they, the, the alien viral DNA that they found. So like she didn't know that it had actually embedded in her DNA. So this was like, okay, the first time I watched My Struggle too, I was like, no, this makes no sense. Like what, what like how exactly does Kelly have DNA? And then when we talked to Anne Simon, like she explained to us that this is actually, she actually has nucleotides, alien nucleotides. They are like two extra nucleotides that are not on her DNA molecules. So like that blew my mind. But that's the I thought right it's, it's I thought that she because... had it on her DNA molecule. So like whatever she would do, it was every single piece of DNA in her body had that. But no, it's not. It's just like nucleotides floating around cytoplasm of her cells. Like Which that. All really cool and stuff, but you know, I just sort of feel like if you had to actually sit down and have a two-hour conversation with someone to explain all this, this isn't things that you've actually taken from the TV show. Like that's, you know, I, I just sort of feel like everybody should be privy to that information. You know, we these are things if it's if it makes that big of a difference into whether or not this new myth arc works then that, that's all stuff that should have somehow been explained, you know? Like, they should have. No, I'm agreeing with you about that. Because, like, I this this is this goes back to me saying that this should have been a two-parter or, like, at least a two-parter. But I, I would have gone for, like, three parts. Because I think that they should have sat down and explained all of that. Because when, when Anna explained all of this to us, like, we were blown away by that explanation. Like, I, I, and I know, like, all these scientists can't relate to, like, my mind being blown away right now. Like, I'm still blown away by all of this. But it's, it's the, like, the science is flawless in this. And I feel like we should have had at least two parts so that it would have slowed down a little bit so that she could have brought all that in and, you know, told everybody what. I just don't know if I would have wanted that much more science. Like, no, I mean, a little, little less talk, a lot more action. But you know, <laughs> I mean, so so the science makes sense, but does it make sense in any other kind of way? Because you know, as I said earlier, it's kind of interesting the way that my struggle one set stuff up. But you know, the, even though you could kind of see ways that they could have gone with that with the a with the ARVs and stuff. You still have yeah. to reconcile it with the mythology that had gone before. And I think that that's what... My struggle, too, it didn't seem... You know, yes, there's this science stuff that you can go off and research and say it makes sense. But My Struggle 2 didn't really tie in that directly from My Struggle 1 enough for my liking. And it mm -hmm. didn't tie in enough to what had gone before other than, you know, um, resuscitating the cigarette smoking man. And I, I really think that yeah, even, you know, I'd be hear you guys talking just now, and I'm thinking, you know, even if that cliffhanger with the UFO turns up, let's just see who's flying that UFO. Just have the camera move William. up, and we see that there's a bunch of the um, alien rebels there or something. Right. For me, that's, that's, enough of a, that's enough of a cliffhanger that, you know, we kind of think, oh, God, what's, what's going on I here? And then they actually turn around, and they're the ones who can save... Molder because they don't agree with cigarette smoking man and the and the gray aliens or, or something like that, but yes, but chance, chances I, are it's going to be William somehow because you say his name and he appears. Right. And it, you know, <laughs> I think at this point he's like Beetlejuice. They've said his name enough times through this revival <laughs> that he has to show up. 
Um, and that's another thing with this whole revival is it's all been William this, William that. And then, see, that's, that's what I hate about this episode because I, I went in with low expectations. I went in knowing it was going to be something to do with William. He's going to turn up. And then that doesn't even happen. Right. And you all know I don't, not a fan of this whole William thing, but let's, if we're going to talk <laughs> about it, let's get it resolved and move the fuck along. On. Yeah. And I just, I don't. And maybe I'm jumping around a little bit, but I do not buy for two seconds that after all of this, Scully would would sacrifice her kid's safety to save Mulder. I I do not buy it. I mean, that where, was the where whole is that? Where is that up. even coming she's from? She's kind of sacri- she's kind of sacrificing like everybody in the world to save Mulder right. because like she leaves to go save Mulder. She leaves like Agent Einstein. She's like almost dying there she doesn't know if the vaccine she just created is gonna work she has no idea if that's gonna work no, she so stops the like, fucking okay, riot by saying stop work. it please so here you go right. you know like <laughs> this. if it doesn't work you're fucked but i gotta go save my man like she's kind of letting it all go to save him that whole so. sequence just was when she was going through the cars on the bridge towards Mulder and Miller, they should have gone into slow motion and had Take My Breath Away or something, you know, it would be awesome. No, 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 no. No, it should have been slow motion and then Moby. Yes! Go back to all things. <laughs> like, just all of a sudden, she's tapping a pencil against her steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> In slow motion. So um, I, I think I said this before we started recording, so I have to say it again. My favorite moment in the entire episode was Agent Miller's face when he realized she only brought one IV bag. No, she had two. I saw, well... No, she had two. She had two. I thought she had two, but then she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I've got to give this bag to Mulder. And Miller's just no, like, No, she said, what? I have to get an IV into Mulder. She okay. said, and an IV. She has two bags. Okay, so you just ruined the one thing I liked in this episode. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, I have just a little something. Um, just a little something? Just a little something. Hey, I... I, I I'm an unusually quiet. I feel like for Jessa. Anyway, you've done you've done very well, Jessa. I, I know. Patience. Give me a treat. Um. So anyway, I for this episode, there's a couple of things. Um. It was in, it was insanely frustrating to watch and be left on that cliffhanger. I will admit that. But yeah. Um. I think where Trish and I are coming from is. Um, we're scientists, and we became scientists because of Scully. Yeah. So when, and I completely understand, because the science is sound, that, I mean, that, and Cave is right, we had to talk to Ann Simon for over an hour to, like, completely figure yeah. it out. And But you know what? To me, that was extraordinary. But I understand that I'm a small um population i'm a small sample yeah yeah, but i think to me though they made it such a um science heavy episode and i obviously loved it but what i also really loved seeing was two women working together yes Yes. as scientists they're they didn't have to you know they were just doing science and that's the reason like i got into science was because scully was such a badass and so it was almost like a nostalgic throwback to like, you know, 
Like, look at, because I remember in Redux, even though she manages to do a southern blot in six hours, which is, like, impossible. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> she has that random guy standing there looking at her shoulder. She still no, just looks so cool. And, like. Right. And, like, I just, I emu- I wanted to emulate that. And so seeing her in this episode and Einstein, even though, I mean, I call them agents Abercrombie and bitch. But, um. <laughs> But I call him I'm, Pretty Boy, Agent Pretty Boy. <laughs> but even though yeah, I'm not I actually didn't mind her so much, but I didn't like. I her. didn't mind her so much, and That's then, true. And, but you know what? Um, I really appreciated that Chris Carter had two strong women lead, not talking about a dude working together. And you know what? They're the ones that solve it. And it was Monica Reyes, even though she's kind of a backstabbing person. Although I still think she has a really Diana powerful, Fowley. No. I know. I, I have a feeling she has a really huge <laughs> ulterior motive, which we're gonna find she out. She does. Yep. She has to. I, I will had, give her the. I'll just say now. it. I I have a feeling William was threatened, and yeah. Reyes is okay. like, or his safety was threatened. So, but anyway, let's let, let's let Jessa finish, and then we will jump into the whole <laughs> Monica Reyes thing. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so anyway, just um, I know not everyone is a scientist, but I feel like to. Um, the women scientists out there that got into science because of Scully and the whole Scully effect. This episode was a really big, geeky, nerdy nod to us. Yeah. The science in it, um, Trish and I legitimately were kind of bitchy nitpickers. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was just a bitchy one. But, um, but I mean, we we tried to poke holes and Anne Simon thought this out. And to me, really as did. a nerd... Like, to have it complete. Like, we were like, why wasn't there a control on, you know, the gel? Well, and then she was like, well, what, what are you going to run it against if it's alien DNA? What what, what are you going to, what's the yeah. control? And it's How like, oh, my gosh, that makes that? so much sense. You know? <laughs> so, um, and so there's just a lot of stuff like, you know, what do you mean, like, amplify? Oh, you had to get her blood now because you need the DNTPs from her yeah. blood to run it. And, I mean, there was just so much, you know, the... The extra, you know, nucleotides on the sequence 17 chromosome encode not only for the alien DNA, but the alien DNA polymerase, all the alien enzymes, which is super clever because we were thinking she would have to have all this new stuff. And so anyway, long story short, I loved the science, but I completely understand that it's not for everyone because <laughs> it yeah. was insanely technical. But I... yeah. I loved it. I love seeing two women do it. I would have liked to see some lab coats and some freaking gloves. Me sometimes. too. Well, I love to see two women some do mask. it too. It was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> I would have liked, like to have seen Scully answer that cell phone at the end without gloves on because she was just touching a gel with a tedium bromide oh, in it. Talking about answering phones. Um, alcohol white pads. You know there's 70% ethanol <laughs> no, somewhere. She's fine. No. She's talking about, okay, now. talking about no, answering phones, no. though. This is Fox right. Mulder's phone? Come on. Fuck that. <laughs> no, you can't do that. No, that. no, you can't do that. And you need to be wearing masks, too. I would have liked to have seen more than one or two people wearing masks. I'm sorry. She's yep. like yeah. thinking about Anne's As, as I said, like, let's uh, quarantine ourselves. <laughs> no, and then like, like the nurse. bitch down. Yeah, oh. and then the doctor's like, Dr. Scully, all the doctors and nurses are getting shit or sick. And it's like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> You're fucking right. mad. <laughs> no shit, Einstein. <laughs> can, like, like, yeah. No, not I you, know, Einstein. This Einstein. <laughs> like, yeah. It's to be, all the doctors. She would have liked to have seen um, some lab coats in there, but Chris said no. To be fair, 
in this episode, it did look like she'd learned the nurse's name, which she didn't know. Yes. In my struggle Finally. one, so she did. Yeah. That's a good. But she thing. was wearing a name tag, so maybe she was reading that. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> she's a sneaky bitch. So, um, but okay, anyway, so let, let's go on to Monica Reyes then. So, um, yeah. I have two things to say about this whole thing. Well, three things. Um, I didn't like the flashback angle. I thought that could have been told a lot <laughs> more effectively. Eyes. Yeah, well, not just the camera, but just the whole yeah. flashback thing. And then she doesn't she then tell the whole story of how the guy in the leather jacket burst in and fought with Mulder as well. So we kind of yeah. have her telling a flashback of a flashback. Yeah. So the, the whole flashbacky stuff I did did not work for me at all. Um, point two was CSM's makeup was good though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Point two: everybody in the scene <laughs> with um, with Scully and Reyes, everybody in the background had the exact same umbrella. So um, yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> applause to everybody who was wrangling the extras that day. Which. You know, in the Pacific Northwest, most of us, kind of, <laughs> after a while, went without umbrellas because there's no point. But, you know. <laughs> they were oh, doing no. a flash mob. It was, it yeah, was after maybe. the scene. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So, the whole Diana Fowley comparison. Somebody <laughs> needs to explain that to me. Because, in my mind, Diana Fowley was not, you know, Monica is kind of there, I think, because she was kind of wooed into it or something, Diana Fowley can actually see the value that Cigarette Smoking Man represents, the same way that Krychek did, the same way that um, Maria Kovarubias did. Monica is, I don't know what she's think she's getting into. And I, you know, and, and this is, I guess, my kind of shipping us coming out here a little bit, people. Um, that maybe she's doing it for some sort of reasons that maybe involve Doggett and maybe that's why he wasn't mentioned because there's something yet to be discovered. I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. So, I, so I, explain I, to me, explain to me why you keep equating her with Diana Fowley. <laughs> okay. I, I will, I will agree with you that, you know, she has to have a, a bigger reason than that. And just like, just because she's selfish and wants to save her life. She, she needs to have... And my first thought was, you know, either Doggett or William. But I, I, the more I watched this, the more I thought that it has to be something about William. And, like, maybe Cigarette Smoking Man knows where William is or he's keeping William somehow. So, And he threatened Monica with that. Like, I don't know. Like, she's got that. But the reason why I, I keep comparing her to Diana Polly is because, like, like, her entrance, as soon as you see her with Cigarette Smoking Man, it, it kind of looks like, that entrance when I, I can't remember what the episode was, but when we first see that Diana Polly's gone off to the dark side with Cancer Man, and it just kind of looks like that to me. And she's like, you know, feeding him cigarettes. It just, it just looks like it. I also, look- her <laughs> hair flip, like her little like yeah. dark dark brown <laughs> hair with the. They kind of had the same hairstyle. I'll give you that. And they so did, when she was yeah. Oh, so so, I so hey, it, the same hairstyle makes you a Diana Well, I mean, it almost, I mean, oh. kind of when she was doing, I mean, it was the fisheye flashback, but when she's oh, walking down the hall and it's from behind, you could almost, almost, you know, kind of see a little Diana Fowler. Okay, so I can see maybe there's some sort of intentional kind of mirror in there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. 
And then maybe she, you know, maybe Diana Fowley had good intentions. Wasn't Diana a smoker at some point as well? Yes, that's the other comparison I was going to make. Well, we know, Jesse, you mentioned that, like, we do know that she had some kind of good intentions at some point because at the end of um, Six Extinction, or was it Amor Fati? It was Amor Fati. She, like, gives all of this information to Scully on how to save Mulder. So, you know, like, she... She didn't was, change your mind about things. And it was actually the other way around. Uh, Monica was the smoker. Fowley was the one who said she didn't smoke. Because you remember that exchange where Scully's oh, like, that's smoke, right. smoke. And she's like, I don't. She's like, I could have sworn I smelled cigarette. Yeah. Well done, Kaver. I just had a really hard time with that. Just, it's not Monica. You know, and I, I agree with you guys that she damn well better have some sort of, like, other I'm mom. sure she does. It just does not make any sense to who that character is at all. Like... If you're gonna like blow up somebody that much, you you know you've just got to have a good reason for it. And I'm I'm hoping that we'll get to see that at some point. I'm not holding my breath, but I just I when it was first revealed to me, because um, I, I I knew a long time ago that that hand at the in my struggle was. Oh man, I, I, I knew that back in October, and yeah, when I when I first found that out, I went on like a half an hour rant. Like you can ask me <laughs> about it because it was pretty epic. Like stomping around the kitchen, like this makes no sense. Yeah, I loved Reyes. I know a lot of people didn't, but I just you know I liked that Scully had a good friend, and to see, I was glad that Scully forgave her. You know, because she mentions that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she says she's a trusted friend. Right, you know, but it's just like, how does that, you know, I, I don't know, it just, it made me sad, but I, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see at least a little bit more of that backstory, although I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, why even bring her back, you know, so. It was kind of nice to see her, like, I was never a big, big Reyes fan, but it was nice, to, I, I love Annabeth Gish, like, she's yeah. a great actress, but, um, it was great to see Monica Reyes back. I really, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't that big of a fan, I really enjoyed that. And I think that... It I was nice of Chris to remember her, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that we will see a little bit more of her. Because I, I really do believe that she has an ulterior motive behind all of this. And she, and it has to be explained. Because right. it, 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 I, I, I really, really do believe that it's because of William. You know, like, she went through all this trouble to keep him safe for Scully. She freaking brought the kid into the world like she's like i'm gonna make damn well sure that this kid is protected so if it oh my gosh what if her call to him is a whale song (laughs) oh my gosh okay like she's she's feeding cigarettes smoking man like cigarettes you know but then she's like "Mm." that's gotta be her ringtone if Mulder's ringtone is the x-files theme tune then come on no what if William and Reyes communicate through whale song I will lose my shit (laughs) when when she called Scully and Scully couldn't recognize her voice over the phone I was like well Monica Reyes maybe you should have sang some whale song maybe (laughs) Scully would have recognized you on the phone (laughs) I bet Monica Reyes loves Finding Nemo that Dory part Speaking yep. whale. Isn't I know. there a new one coming up? Maybe she should be a Finding Dory. Yeah. Finding yeah. Reyes. <laughs> Finding Reyes. <laughs> Did you guys see that picture Roy posted of the if it was a whale that was smoking a cigarette and she was like, Monica, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will admit when Mulder was holding the gun up to cigarette smoke man's head, I was expecting him oh. to fire and the bullet just like 
three, like just turn around, like go around him or something. Because I'm sorry, right. if a missile can't kill, so I guess what can be? I don't think about it. How great was that scene, though? Like that was fantastic. I love. He turned into a skeleton. I wanted, no. I really wanted Monica to walk in the um, hospital room and it'd just be a pile of ashes smoking a cigarette. It would have made no. more sense. <laughs> we joked about that quite a bit. <laughs> this man is never so, going to die. Like, he's never going to die, no matter what they do to him. He, maybe he's, he's a clone, like a Samantha clone from right. season two. Like, Let maybe... me just jump in here real quick. Um, no. <laughs> 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 Jessa Trish, did you know the whole Reyes thing before seeing this episode? No, yeah. I, I went into this revival completely. Okay, I, okay. I knew. Yeah, Avia told me, I think, before we watched My Struggle 1. So I kind of knew that this was coming, and we've been very careful not to spoil anybody on here. So, okay. Yeah, I was I just know. curious. I knew nothing. Yep. So... Okay, so um, okay. Oh, I have a, one thing to. Uh, what a missed opportunity it was to not have that assassin, that cancer man sent, be Crycheck though. I was. was I tweeted that. that. I tweeted that. I saw the leather jacket, and I thought, okay, we've seen him in that montage at the beginning. I was like, oh my god! Like how amazing! It, like as soon as we saw the back of his head, I knew it wasn't him. I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't him because you know, like people weren't making a big deal about his name being in the revival. But like, I was hoping because I I knew nothing about this revival, so I was like, oh my gosh, maybe it is him. But like, that would have. Uh, oh, Chris Carter, what a missed opportunity! Like, seriously, you could have brought him back. Nobody ever died. And that's this that's what like, we needed for this high check. This whole cliffhanger thing, I keep going back to because that's the thing that bugs me, and I, I'm going to talk maybe about that a little bit more. Driving that UFO. If we just had a little bit more context to what that UFO was, I think the cliffhanger would have worked for me because yeah, I think it's enough too. of a cliffhanger with the whole world dying, you know? I have a feeling that but, it, it's alien because, okay, and, and I might be totally off about this, but I don't know, like, um, in my struggle one, the, the UFO that hovers above Zveta is like a green beam above her. And, Which um, is the death ray. Yeah. So, now the blue beam maybe, is the one you want to be under. Yellow <laughs> so is fine as well. Yeah. So this one was blue. So maybe okay. that's alien and not government. You can't. You can't have that episode. And this is what bugs me. You can't have that episode with the cliffhanger then being this UFO shows up out of nowhere without any context to it. If you if that's what the cliffhanger is supposed to be, is this UFO, you've got to have some context to it. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. Um, first of all, I want to have the context to it as to what is this UFO. And since it's not been addressed in the episode until this point, show us at the very end and make that the cliffhanger. So I would have been happy if we have Krychek hanging off the pilot seat and he's with back, William. He's back with CSN. We have William there doing the whole Kylo Ren thing that he's been raised by his <laughs> biological grandfather. Grandfather. Which have been fucking awesome. And I honestly yeah. think William is going to be the Kylo Ren of this franchise. That's that's my prediction for season eleven, folks. Or you have the the faceless alien rebels showing up, but it, it didn't work for me. The cliffhanger should have been for me. Mulder's going to die because that was kind of um, suggested, I think, by Babylon. 
um, that Mulder was maybe going to die, and I even mentioned it on this podcast. That you know, so that would have been a good enough cliffhanger. No, the whole world is going to die. Mulder's going to die. Why have that UFO coming out of nowhere when it's got nothing to do with everything else that's gone in for that episode? Then what are um, you like? We wouldn't have had season eleven. We would have a season eleven because the cliffhanger is: is Mulder going to die or not? But we've well, I think it still that. is, though. I'm not saying he does die, and that's the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is make it about the vaccine. Does the vaccine work or something? They still don't know that, though. Exactly. So it would have been a fine cliffhanger without having the UFO come flying in out of nowhere. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Why, why, inject, why inject the UFO into all of that? Because I think it's a, it's a perfectly fine cliffhanger to have everybody in the world dying by some disease, and Mulder at the centre of it all is iller than most, and that that's the cliffhanger is, is Scully able to cure everybody? Is she able to cure Mulder? How do we come back from that? You don't need that UFO coming in without any context as to who or what it is piloting it and what their intentions are. You can have a perfectly good cliffhanger, you know, with the end of the world of everybody dying of these diseases. And I actually think that would have worked better knowing how Chris Carter operates because there is no way in two or three years when season 11 does come that we're going to pick back up on that bridge because all the actors are going to be two or three years older and Chris has to honor that. So... He's not going to be able, he's just physically incapable. It's going to, you know, he's going to have some sort of computing error in his brain at that point that, well, they're two or three years older than they were the last time we saw them. We can't have them on the same bridge. They're going to have to be doing something else. So we know there's going to be a jump in time there. Yeah, but okay, I'll give you my two cents on this. Um, I, I, because I wasn't such a huge fan of this new mythology, of the way they're going with this new mythology. So having that UFO hover above them at the very last second, it makes me think like, oh, so maybe is this aliens all along then? Like, are these aliens coming back? And this whole thing is not really the government doing all of this? Or is it alien? Like, this is why I liked that UFO at the end was because it brought me back to start thinking that maybe this is aliens all along. Because if they didn't have that, I, you just would have gone with the story of that, you know, this whole new mythology about the government conspiracies and all of that and no aliens. And the only I, way that, really that, that works that. for me is that if it's, if it's the rebels who have the UFO Mm-hmm. And that they are coming and they're going to come and put a stop to this or something. And that CSM, it actually is dead. And it's an alien gray or maybe it's the bounty hunter who is morphed into CSM in some kind of noseless state. Because that might be more believable than him having a nose these days. <laughs> but another point, another point I want to address is that there's a lot, been a lot of fans and critics out there sort of saying, well... The UFO is a game changer because how can you possibly go back to a normal sort of world when everybody knows that aliens are real because one showed up above Washington or wherever they're at and I, I don't think yeah, it's I, I think don't think it's as so. big a deal as people are making it out to be because Tampa's Fugit the whole idea was that this yeah. UFO comes on the plane and everybody gets their mind erased if it wasn't for the damn military fucking everything up 
and Impatient X and stuff. And there's plenty of precedent in the show's history where a UFO has shown up publicly and nobody has any recollection of it and it doesn't change the world. So I don't know if I'd that's, call that's it an be a good public, thing. but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, but I also don't think you can come back from a global pandemic, right? You know, how do you come back from this thing where, you know... This is, a, this is another one of my fears. They're going to do the same thing they did between season two and three of Millennium and say, oh, it wasn't actually global. It was just in D.C. Right. You could, though, because the ones that are immune are going to survive. Well, it's then, not okay. Scully. Here, here's who's surviving. Scully. People who did <laughs> die from cancer that should have died oh, from Jessica, cancer. Don't go there. <laughs> I'm going there. <laughs> the Amish. Because they're not vaccinated, and they the and they might be alien, um, according to Genderbender. Right. I thought of that actually, but yeah, the Amish are totally cool, and sadly, the anti-vaxxers are right for the wrong reason. Which that was another. I was very surprised they went that direction, considering how science-heavy this was. Like we asked actually yeah. about that because we kind of said like, well, "Why?" Uh, I'm are you curious to see the what fire? that response was. <laughs> you could repopulate um, the world. The so we were we we said we said, said you know a disaster like, waiting to happen. That was a little close to home, especially since you know science has wasted millions of dollars proving you know a paper that's been redacted. Anyway, yeah. she said that that's why they specifically didn't like bring up um, MMR measles, mumps, rubella, which is what we all usually get as kids. And why they said anthrax, yeah. um, because you get that as an adult. And so um, she said that that was why, I guess, they, they didn't mention any child vaccinations. But, but um, honestly, when you get vaccinated with measles, um, it is a live strain. So in theory, um, if we were all living in that present day and, you know, our immune systems got jacked... Um, possible one of us could get measles so like everybody who's been vaccinated for whatever disease would literally die and because they mentioned that it was in the germ cells that means that it would be passed on to your children so like my both my parents were vaccinated with the smallpox vaccine so even if i was not vaccinated i would still have that thing that would attack the ada gene which is your immune system enzyme um because my parents so. Right. So that was essentially yeah. implying that the smallpox vaccine was bad. You know? Yes. Like that they used not vaccines just to control smallpox. People. All vaccines are All bad. All vaccines. Right. Are bad. And that's that's just a really you know I I don't know that I would have gone there considering. Okay. Yeah. But let's okay let's let's blow this open. Politics. Let's blow this open. Why then did all those aliens in the boxcar buried in the desert have the smallpox vaccination scar? Boom. <laughs> forgotten about that <laughs> Ooh, let's talk this one out i like this okay okay okay, okay. hmm but anybody have anything of men so maybe they're all monkeys and not really aliens even though we know better well they're aliens but maybe they wanted to test them with so they gave them smallpox but they were actually giving them the thing that would break down the ada gene and they wanted yeah. to see if there was something in their genome that would actually attack the things that attack the ada gene which is what scully has Boom. Fuck. <laughs> You're welcome, Ann Simon. <laughs> <laughs> what about Skinner? How come we couldn't have Skinner okay, like, going to find... What was the point of Skinner in these six Skinner episodes? Miller. Let's talk know, about that. He was yeah, too busy was sleeping with a hooker and killing her. Hey! <laughs> 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 
Steven's like, great, I said no cuts. <laughs> they, they just went to Mitch Pelleggi, like, hey, do you want to come up to Vancouver for six weeks? You're going to be in the X-Files again. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. So what am I doing? Okay, well, you have a couple of scenes with David and Jillian, and then we just want you to clean in a, a bathroom with a toothbrush yeah. for four weeks. Right. Like, so. We just want you to clean the bathroom and go, shrimp biscuit, shrimp soup, yeah. shrimp, like all four scum. Um, I also really liked, um, I just thought of this, when Scully was driving... Okay, oh, she yeah. was driving and she was basically I just heard ludicrous move bitch yeah. get up yeah. oh like, I'm sorry too, like, but here's the other thing that got me <laughs> she, when she drives up on the sidewalk and yeah. someone's leaving a legitimate parking yes. driveway <laughs> she like flips them off like, like, and, and, and they back head. out of the and way like oh yeah yeah you're right I'm at fault yeah. she's like I'm trying yeah. to drive on the Right. She's gonna get through, man. Right. As she's a, like looking at him so like he's an idiot. Rage, like she's like, what the hell? I'm trying I'm to break totally the law here. From Ooh. Shana on Twitter, as she, I believe her, her, she goes by the binge queen. Her handle is like, it looks like marathon sufferings or something like that. But as as she would put it, I am Dana Catherine Christ Scully Mulder. Get the hell out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get out her way. Okay, <laughs> move, bitch. I have a couple more way. points that I want to try and get through. I literally shouted that out as I was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed that hand gesture <laughs> driving in LA. Oh, I do that all the time. Like that is like Scully driving. That's like her road rage is me. Like she is me. That is me driving. So. Okay, I can that be adorable to see Scully just be talking to Mulder scientifically, and then all of a sudden be like, "You stupid idiot!" <laughs> Can't you learn how to fucking drive, Grandma? She turns back. Yeah. So anyway, Mulder, I was wondering. <laughs> okay, I have I have two things I want to touch on, which yeah. are not connected anyway. But um, I, I don't know which one to do first. Let's get to this one. Um, Scully morphing into the alien at the end of the teaser. Yeah. I took it completely as metaphor. It seems there are people online who are taking it as maybe it means something more than that. I don't think that it does. I think that that was like showing us her worst fears. Because I think that's what she fears the most is that she is. And maybe it would have played better if we had had um, Founders Mutation directly before this. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Was, that being her nightmare, yeah. I just sort of that was easy. A, like a, a hey, check this yeah. out, check it out, see what our special effects can do now, yeah. kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. hey, this is really cool, alien DNA. But yeah, I didn't take that as like, as may as well throw this in if we're gonna have a UFO at the end, right? And um, yeah. also, kind of wonder, and this is for you XFN guys when you start doing interviews with people um, for the next go around, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm very curious what David Duchovny's reaction to this episode was, because he famously wasn't a fan of the blessing way and having Mulder kind of be unconscious for the entire episode and Scully be the one running around doing stuff. And especially after my struggle one, where it kind of changes everything that the mythology is the, you know, I kind of curious what his kind of thoughts are. I know you're not going to be able to ask this question. I'm just kind of saying. No, no, yeah. no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of curious I'll, what, I'll what that kind it. of, um, <laughs> you know, what his kind of thoughts on that were. And he might be a lot more mellow about it this day, these days and just happy that he got paid for a full episode without having to do that much. He did have that epic fight scene, though. Like, that yeah. Was, that, that was really cool. Mass. 
That was really that cool. It would have been better if it was card check, damn it. Yes. And it would have been better oh, if... Okay. I, I, Why? I've been resisting there, talking about people, this. Okay, there's two people, there are two people in this whole revival that... I really, I really got pissed off that they weren't back, and that was Crycheck in this yes. episode, and the other was Gibson Praise in Babylon. Because if you try to read somebody's mind to see what the fuck is going on, oh, hello, read a little good. kid that can actually read somebody's mind, not send Mulder into some freaking mushroom tripping. I excuse mushrooms. I loved oh, Babylon. <laughs> Would have been better for that. No, well, or even you know, reignite Mulder's mind reading ability from from the end of season six. You know, he he'd had that. That he kind of lost that though. Well, maybe maybe because he, he had a bit of his it, he had a bit of his brain of cut out. So. I, know, I, I I have a feeling that he he kind of lost it whenever he got better. Because remember back when he comes back in Dead Alive and the like. Scully says that whatever neurological disease he was suffering from, like, it was no longer detectable right. in his brain, whatever. So, like, maybe that's what gave him the ability to read people's mind, and because he no longer has the... Well, he also had a big chunk of his brain cut out and put into CSM. Yeah, style. so maybe it was in there. Who knows? I'll ask. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Hey, David. No I was... Deal. What? No, sorry, I meant David. Oh, no, no, okay. she's... <laughs> sorry. Just call him up. I feel like an ass. I'll just call him up. And, yeah, we're on a first name basis. Hey, David, it's Jessa. Listen, um, I want to know you got your thoughts on that. And also, um, what else was I going to ask? Him lying around in the episode? And uh, I forgot already. Yeah, I'm not the person for this job. <laughs> it, it, I was kind of thinking, you know, when I was trying to get my notes together and stuff on this episode and trying to get some sort of cohesive thoughts and I apologize to everybody out there listening to us rambling and talking over each other for the past hour um but I was kind of there's thinking, so you know, much to say about this episode the whole, like, the whole I, I could seriously talk about this for like five hours I know I know but, but the, the, the whole flashback so the whole flashback that. issue which I mentioned earlier when Monica comes in and she gives us the flashback to her meeting CSM in the hospital and then she sort of tells us what happened with Mulder and the guy breaking in and stuff I'm just thinking how much different would this episode be if it had, had Vince Gilligan at the helm oh. because you know if you look at it Breaking Bad Better Call Saul style oh. this episode would have ended with Mulder on the computer goes downstairs makes himself brunch and then all of a sudden some guy <laughs> in a leather jacket just breaks into the house and starts fighting him Yep. And that's how the episode was started. You know, yeah. what I would. Like we, we, I, I wish <laughs> we would have gotten. I wish. Yeah, like those two people are methane. Vince and Frank. Frank. I really. I and think this episode. No, I mean, like, writer people, not actors. I mean, I think we could have used some Frank Spotnet in this and, and Vince Gilligan. That, that is my, my one thing about this. I. Want if we're gonna have a fight with Krychek, can he pull off his own arm and whack Mulder with it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, maybe if CSM can pull off his nose and throw it at him. Yeah, they're just throwing body parts at each other. It'll be great. Right. <laughs> maybe he grew a new arm, you know, like Leonard Betts style. Oh, let's not even go there. <laughs> Talk about the best cliffhanger ever. I'm sorry, but you've got something I need. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, okay, I think... It. Yes. I think, since they were pushing William all season, 
there is some, well, I really do believe somehow William will be involved with this spaceship well, because it's like uh, almost yeah, too really obvious. But they should have been slightly more obvious. I just wanted them to get the William stuff out of their system. So I was giving them this season. William was mentioned in pretty much every episode. So, I, you know, I was kind of building up to it. Okay, William is going to be my struggle too. Let's just get it out of our system and move on to whatever is next. And at this point, in case you can't tell, I don't care what they do with the mythology. Just give me some more X-Files because I'm enjoying the standalones. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. To, I have to say that to be, were better. To be yeah. holding that William stick above us the whole time, and then to not even get there, really. But we don't know if it is William. It is. Chris Carter doesn't know, so. Um. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know if it is. I don't think it is. I think it's aliens. I think it's got to be the rebels. That's my vote. Um, so we get to see what the answer is, you know, like it's everybody's, you know, we're, we're very positive about season 11, but as, as we know, Oh, you know, season 11 is going to be awesome because Vince Gilligan is hopefully going to be back because Frank Spotnitz needs to be back for season 11. What if it's Charlie Scully driving the UFO? <laughs> oh my like, God. Sorry, no. I'm late, guys. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's and um, family because he's off with the aliens somewhere. Yeah, he's like, Mom, when I said the Navy, I meant of the cosmic sea, not yeah. the ocean. So, <laughs> um. no, it's it's gotta it's gotta be Pat Skidler shows up in the UFO and goes, "Sorry, my ship got stuck in traffic." Right? Oh God! <laughs> well, what? Traffic on the Arlington Bridge. Yeah. Oh man! Okay, but, uh, I think yeah. we, I think we need to wrap this episode discussion okay. up because people have probably it's got blood so coming out their eyeballs by now. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Overall, like the ideas were there, the execution just didn't do it for me. Oh, you know, definitely. and I really wanted it to be great and really wanted them to do well. And at the end of the day, it just like yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it just like X Files had set the bar so high. You know, and that's the standard we're holding them to. And for me, it just, it fell short of that. But I would have liked one Mulder Scully scene, maybe. That's yeah. Like, like one. That More than one, because we did get one at the very end. Well, okay, like, where he's not mumbling, like, yeah. you know, and she's well, like, here, he drink this Gatorade. really cool, though. Like, that was a good line when it's that, like, old spooky saved you. That was good. I like that. It was wow. kind of cool to see him call Cancer Man Old Spooky. Old Spooky? Old Spooky. He calls him at the very end. He says, Old Spooky saved you. No, he says Old Smoky. Yeah, I thought he said Old Smoky. Because he's talking about the CSM. On top of Did he? Head. Yeah. Like, and I've so got the one thing you likes about the episode, and we've ruined <laughs> it even. for you. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, the one thing I did like, though, and I mentioned this on Twitter, was the fact that because at the very end when Scully says that, you know, like she needs willing for Sam's health. So I'm like, yeah, um, so that makes that William is genetically molder and we he's genetically molder, so like that means that sexy child and nobody can take that away from us. Well, they, they, no they've clarified that so it. many fucking times. I would have loved for Scully to end with I'm pregnant. She's <laughs> <laughs> 52! <laughs> it would have been hilarious. No. Just kidding, guys. 
maybe that's what you know. It's just like, oh shit, I can't fight Williams. So well, I'm, I'm very sorry. I, again, so that I can take your ass now. I cut David off. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Please continue. I have no idea what I was going to say because I had sorry, so much God, wine I'm at so this sorry. point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just what if she was just like. She's like, I need you to keep this to yourself. And she's talking to Miller. She's like, no, 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 no. And then Skinner comes running up. And he's like, I lost him. I found him. <laughs> I feel like the, uh, I feel like we need to add like a little um, rule to the X-Files drinking game. And that is every time somebody says that they have a child together. Because yeah. how many times did they right. say that? You have a what? You have a house? We have a mortgage? child together. Have you you have together. taxes? You have a cat? Dog. A child. You have a china set. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, this is what I want to see in season 11. I want to see a hot makeup scene. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that. I know. Dreams do. I want to see though. aliens. And more is probably like, I will be happy with that. That's all I want. I just want some good some good stories in there. Yep. I, I think we had three out of this season. And I think that we probably disagree on at least one of those. Um, but yeah, I... I I think we're going to have, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to season 11. Of course, I'm always looking forward to more X-Files. Yeah. Mythology-wise, I would love it if we go a bit more retro. We get back into yeah. what, for me, was the golden age was season 3, 4, and 5. No, sorry, season... Yeah, season 3 and 4, and maybe the beginning of season 5. That mythology era was kind of it for me. Yep. Uh, I'd love to go back yep. into that a little bit. <laughs> Get Crycheck in there, basically, yes, and, and the Black Worms. And Gibson praise. I want them back. Wait, how great would it have those two agents from Detour showed up? <laughs> what if it's Gibson praise no driving that UFO? Stone Cipher found him. <laughs> Sorry, Maybe that's I just what they should have had at the end. Should have been and, Gibson praise driving that UFO. And Jeremiah Smith. <laughs> An exhibit. Yeah. And the Bullfrog. Frog. That was a good friend of mine. Okay. Let's, let's wrap up the Maestro. Okay, oh, okay. I, I, I do have one thing, <laughs> oh, one, one thing to say, though. Sorry. Um, I kind of, I like the tagline in this episode. I kind of wish it had a question mark at the end. Like, that would have no, been... No, 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 no. That would been too cheesy. Yeah. It was perfect as it was because we all knew it was not the end. And we knew that that was Chris just fucking with people. Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't see this as the end of my screen. I saw "fuck you, Jesso." <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's because that's because you pay for cable, and so you got mm. it. You know, yeah. you got it um, personalized. Personalize it. Right. There we go. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. So we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna put a pin in this, and um, I will be back next week. Have <laughs> you, Tiffany? We're gonna try and talk about all six episodes of the revival in one show. So wish us luck for that. But um, bye again, everyone. Yes, this this is the final episode. This is, okay. actually is the definitely the final episode until season eleven with Jessa. It's the final one with Kava and Trish. And Kai, Aww. we wish that you had made it, but you know you suck. So yeah, you suck <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. So thank you thank so you, much. 
the three of you for taking part in all of these podcasts that we have done. It has been a blast with each and every one of you. Thank you. One thing that I am doing um, to wrap up this this phase of X-Files, Talk X-Files, is I want to hear from each of you what what is your favorite movie and also what are some of the TV shows that you would recommend to fans of the X-Files? So, Jessa, I know you've already done this before, but if you have some... Um, alternative thoughts that you want to share with us you're more than welcome to chip in as well but um i'll go last okay (laughs) who wants to jump in first then jessa i know (laughs) (laughs) i can go first i guess um okay so uh favorite movie um i'm really big into old movies i don't really watch a lot of current ones unless it's like the X-Files movies or maybe Jurassic Park. <laughs> but um, my favorite movie of all times is definitely Gone with the Wind. I love that movie to death. But it's not a movie that I can watch and revisit as often as I should as a favorite movie because it's so emotionally heavy. But, yeah, I do love that movie a lot. But um, I also really, really love Betty Davis. She's my favorite actress. And <clears throat> I can watch her movies like on repeat and I'm a huge Hitchcock fan too so I love those it's kind of hard to like just pick one but if I had to go with one movie that would definitely be Gone with the Wind and um but I also have to mention that any movie that was put out in 1939 is definitely a movie to watch because that was like the best year for movies and if I ever see something like that on TCM, I definitely automatically record a movie from 1939 because it's definitely going to be good. So, yeah. Well, what uh, about TV shows? What shows, uh, what other shows would you recommend to x Okay. Other than like the main, the most obvious choices, like, you know, like anybody who's involved, who's involved in the X-Files back in the day, if they have anything new, I will definitely watch it. So like Breaking Bad and Homeland, um, I really would like to give a shout out to like the Sopranos too. That was a very good show and uh, Battlestar Galactica. I really, really love that show. Um, but if I had to like go back and, and look at the not so obvious choices, like there is a TV show from the early 2000s called 4400. I don't know if any of you have watched that, but that was a really good show. It's basically about like, these people that had disappear all throughout different periods of history and they like 4,400 of them, they all appear out of nowhere in the middle of nowhere and they need to figure it out what happened to them. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a sci-fi show and it's, it, it kind of like makes you think about a little bit of the alien stuff in the X-Files. So that was kind of nice to see when I was watching that. Um, there's a, a show that it's not a show, it was a mini-series back in 2002, I think it was put out by HBO, called Taken, it was by, it was produced by Steven Spielberg, and that was a really, really good mini-series too, and it was, like, basically the old alien mythology story of the X-Files, but with and Liam it was Neeson. really nice, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 don't even go there, um, Oh, yeah, so like it's 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 just a little mini series. I think it was only like eight or ten episodes, so that that's definitely worth watching. I really liked um, Glenn and Darren Morgan's show, but that got canceled. What was that called? Intruders. That was a good show. 
But that got cancelled, so yeah. I think that's it. Jessa, anything to add from last week? <laughs> um, I would like to say that a phenomenal movie is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Uh, and that's about it. Is that the one with Robert Patrick? Yes. Um, I, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. It is the one with Robert Patrick. It also has like the best helicopter chase scene. I mean, that guy goes underneath a bridge. And Robert Patrick is like one of three actors in Hollywood that does not blink when he fires. Um, I mean, they're blanks, but they're guns. Like Clint Eastwood, Robert Patrick, I forgot who the third guy is. But if you notice in the hallway scene when, you know, when Arnold Schwarzenegger drops the roses and he has a shotgun... Robert Patrick is firing blanks, and he's not blinking. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you guys have noticed when Scully fires a gun. Oh, yeah. She's, okay. like, looking the other way, twitching. Like, you just expect her to, like, throw her gun at one point. She's like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but so anyway, yeah, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but you're up. All right. I, I have sort of strange taste in movies for an X-Files fan. I think one of my favorite movies of all time is Garden State. Um, but I am also a tremendous Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire fan, so I will watch any of their films yes, over yes. top top dancer myself. So that's where that comes from. I will watch Singing in the Rain anytime it's on, and I've watched it probably more times than I should admit to. Um, so those are kind of my <laughs> favorites. Forty-two times. What about TV shows, Kaiva? Anything TV that you can shows? recommend? Um, I love Twin Peaks. I'm so excited that's coming back. Um, when is that coming back? 2017. Um, I, I think oh, it's really? going to be very early next year. So. Yep. <laughs> I yep. need to watch that show. So looking looking forward to that. Um, and I actually really like Scorpion, Robert Patrick's um, new show. It's They're in their second season. It's just a lot of good fun and, and not necessarily plausible all the time. But the characters are so enjoyable to me. It's It's been fun getting to know them. Um, and I, I sort of have a headcanon that uh, – Robert's Cave Gallo is is that's John Doggett in the Witness Protection Program, so he's he's moved out. To, to cool. I love uh, personal head cannon. Yeah, so that's that's just kind of uh, you know for me. I also really like Six Feet Under. I started watching that again. Oh, um, yeah, rewatching that not too terribly long ago, and it's it's funny because I don't watch a lot of stuff that's current. You know, I tend to go back to my old favorites clearly, but yeah, that's sort of. So I'm also open to suggestions. You know, you got you know stuff you think we should be watching. Bring it because I need a few more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be making my suggestions um, in next week's episode. So, oh, the killing! People should uh, watch the killing. That was a good show. Oh, you know Broadchurch on Netflix with um oh, doc- yeah. the Doctor I've Who guy. See, I watched the first season. Name. I watched the first season and David Tennant. It, it lost me before the end, but I did finish the first season and yeah. Um, yeah. Jessica yeah. Jones. Jessica Jones. That was the other. Oh, one. Jessica Jones. Was good. Oh gosh. I watched that. They okay. had such like I'm a huge film noir fan, so like I, it was great to watch that show because it has a great film noir feel. Of it. I yeah. loved it. And Kristen, what's her name? Kristen Ritter? She's yeah. so good in it. I can't unhear the way he says the word Jessica. <laughs> so every time I watch Jessica Jones, it's like, Jessica? I don't know. It's just weird. And it's like, oh, God, the, <laughs> the doctor's yelling at me. What? I'm sorry. What did I do? <laughs> so anyway. So that is it. 
thank you, Kava. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Jessa, thank for everything. Thank you, David. Thank you. <laughs> you with we'll us. be back for Stephen and Lavin. I know sooner rather later. I hope. <laughs> I want to believe. So, listeners, yeah. I will be back. We are going to do one more episode next Yay. week. I'm not sure if it's going to be Friday or Saturday that it'll that it'll drop, but it'll be around that sort of time. Um, I'm going to have Avi and Tiffany here, and we're going to talk about all six episodes in season 10 in its entirety. I do believe that Garrett will be joining us at least for a portion of it, which I'm sure will be very cathartic for a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) And I can also confirm that we do have a couple of special guests joining us as well. So you'll have to tune in to find out about that. Mm. In the meantime... Go to X-Files, talk xfiles.com, or just go to davidthawa.com. Either way, you'll get to the same place. Send us some listener questions. We have about five or six already. Any that we get before midnight Pacific time on Wednesday, we will answer. You can also check out a little story that I am writing on there, one chapter per month uh, called V's, so go check that out too. Um, if you don't want to go there at all, then you can still send me a listener question or you can connect um, otherwise, for whatever reason, via Facebook or Twitter, I'm David T. Howard on both of those. And of course, go to xfiles.news and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, pretty much everywhere. Yep. Yep. Stalk us. <laughs> and um, I have to admit that I realised at the 11th hour I hadn't actually written an ending for this week's podcast. So uh, since I don't have the budget to fly in a UFO to distract everyone (laughs) from that fact, I figured I'd just steal one from another podcast instead. Better call Saul's writing stuff. But I've seen none of the above